0: Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. The late night anger management class has it begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Normally, we've got like a million games to break that, but um, we're picking um, we're picking up the pieces of uh, following a wild weekend in the National Football League. And now the final four uh, is set. We've got questions though. Is Mahomes going to be good to go? And is, is Mahomes? You know, if Mahomes plays, is he going to be one hit away from getting knocked out? Again, he didn't look too good, dude, when he was walking off the field. You could tell that uh, he wasn't in Kansas City uh, anymore, Wizard of Oz style. You're not in Kansas uh, anymore. So you could tell that he was, you know, he was definitely, he got, uh, he got buzzed, uh, so to speak, uh, there. But they've got a week, they've got a week, and they've also, you know, you, know, you look at the kent city chiefs right now the kent city chiefs with chad henny against the buffalo bills would be in a lot of trouble it's one thing to survive against the cleveland browns when you already have a lead it's another thing to actually take on this buffalo bill team but a buffalo bill team who you know set all kinds of records um, in yesterday's a win against the baltimore ravens but not good records <laughs> like, the buffalo bills were out by 120 yards on the ground and still won like they they did all kinds of things that you know you're not supposed to do if you're going to win a uh, win a playoff game all right so buffalo they won 17-3 they became the first team in NFL history to win a playoff game by 14 points despite being outgamed on the ground by 120 yards All right, so the Ravens threw for more yards than the Bills, 190 to 188. The Ravens outpossessed the Bills, 35 minutes to 24 minutes. Ravens had more first downs than the Bills. Ravens had more third down conversions than the Bills. Uh, Like, it's, you know, statistically, it wasn't pretty. But ultimately, ultimately, stats don't matter. It's win and advance, all right? You know, Tom Brady, and all of his greatness, does anybody, do uh, you think Tom Brady looks, uh, looks at his ring that he won against the Rams because they only scored 13 points any differently than he had another ring? I don't think so, right? Um, so, you know, the winds, and we talked about the weather a lot, and we'll get into the weather, because nobody knows the weather like Maranci. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the weather. Listen, I was right about the weather. It wasn't cold. Weather wasn't a factor, except in Buffalo. And it wasn't cold, and it wasn't the snow, it wasn't the rain, but God, that was windy. The late-night anger management class, Joe Lisi steps up for in. Babano, bring it.
1: Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen. You learn. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Don't
0: ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. <laughs> I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Hey. <laughs> all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What <laughs> a windfall. Yeah. yeah I really? still feel tingly. I wish I was uh, plus 116 bucks after today. <laughs> 116 bucks. I'd take it. I would take it. Uh, I really would. You know what? I think I need a New Year's uh, a New Year's rage uh, resolution. I got to stop betting on totals, man. These totals, man. I'm just getting tired of it. I bet on totals. Every time I bet on a total or a prop, the player gets hurt. Quarterback gets knocked out. Uh, total complexion of the football game changes. Um, so speaking of uh, quarterbacks getting hurt, all eyes are on Patrick Mahomes uh, right now. We'll get you caught up uh, to date. Uh, Andy Reid uh, says that he's feeling fine and that he should be all right. The fact that they're three-point favorites right now leads me to believe that the oddsmakers are believing that he's going to play, although you just never know, do you? Let's bring in uh, Joe Lisi uh, right now. Go for the two. Joe Lisi steps up and in on Sports Range Late Night Serious XM Channel 204. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for stepping up. How you doing?
3: doing great game great action today great games and uh looking forward to your buffalo bills kansas city next week and touchdown tommy versus aaron Rodgers uh in the nfc so doesn't really get better than
0: the the two games that we have set up next sunday night now any one of the super bowl matchups that we end up with will be super cool this, you know, I mean, you can't make it up that Tom Brady actually gets back to another conference championship game uh, right now. To put it in perspective, guys, only one other quarterback has done this before, Johnny Unitas. Uh, so Tom Brady is playing in a conference championship game. He played in uh, every three decades, three decades. He played in 2000, 2010, and 2020. Uh, it's, it's insane. Uh, so like, you know what I mean, like three decades of, of championship games. Uh, so, Johnny Unitas did it. And how about this, uh, Joe? So, Tom Brady ha- is now 14 and 2 in a divisional round. He's 14 and 2. Only four other quarterbacks have that many playoff uh, wins in all rounds. Only one has more Joe Montana. Brady is playing in his 14th conference championship game. Joe Montana played in seven of them. And it's amazing, too, Joe, that the Super Bowl is in Tampa. So they're one win away from playing at home in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I mean, do you, and you don't think he wants this, right? I mean, they dominated Green Bay 38-10 to 10 in the regular season, but you don't think he wants this to stick it right up Bill Belichick's ass in terms of, you, you think you could win without me? Good luck. And I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to get it done with Bruce Arians and the crew. So we'll see. It's going to be cold. It's going to be damp. It's going to be rainy. You know, I can only imagine what the weather's going to be. But I'll I'll tell you this. If they play the way they did today in in the Superdome, they have a very good chance to go to the Super Bowl game. So I'm, I'm taking the four points early on and going to roll the dice with the Buccaneers.
0: You know their offense is uh, making plays and you know we noticed this that Fournette really stepped up in that Washington game Joe and I'm not a big Fournette fan um, but I'll give him credit he's he's earning his money right now he's making plays uh, for them he's moving the sticks for them right now it's an added dimension suddenly they got a little bit of a ground game as we saw Uh, We saw that today. Popped a couple of big plays on the ground uh, today. Defense uh, did enough, but it's going to be a tougher test, Joe, going into uh, Lambeau, as you mentioned. It's going to be colder. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 24, 25 degrees. As you stated, it could be cold, uh, could be uh, wet, could be snowing, but it's not like Brady doesn't have experience playing in the snow, Joe.
3: No, it doesn't. It's going to come down to the defense of the Buccaneers. If they can play the way they did today and the way they did in the first matchup, in terms of making adjustments against Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be in this game from start to finish. I love their linebackers, though. Levante, David, Kevin Minner. I mean, they're athletic players, and they can run sideline to sideline. I'm still not sold on, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, but Alan Lazard's not elite. He's a good receiver, right? You know, scaling's okay, but, I mean, outside of that, you know, Aaron Jones is basically ninety percent of that offense. And again, between the tackles, I think they could shut him down. So we'll see if they could force Aaron Rodgers into longer third downs than LA did, they have a very good chance to win this matchup.
0: Listen, I think that uh, Jalen Ramsey's a jackass. The guy talks so much <laughs> and he 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 was actually one of the main reasons the Rams couldn't just get a stop yesterday. I get it that Aaron Donald was out for the most part, but Devontae Adams just kept on burning him over and over on big plays, second and 17 from the end zone. Um, it, you know, it would have forced Green Bay potentially being a third and 17. It probably would have ran the ball after that and just punted. Rams only got a touchdown at that time. And, and Adams made a play on Ramsey. Then, of course, there was in the end zone. Uh, he made a play on him, and then Ramsey blames his teammates. And then there was another big second and eight, and then boom, he got burnt. And he, didn't, he even gave up on the play after his teammates had to make the tackle uh, for Ramsey after the fact. But with that being stated, Ramsey is damn good and generally does shut everybody down. I don't know. Can the Green Bay Packers shut Devonte Adams uh, down? Do they have somebody that can match up with him, Joe? I don't know if they, if they do.
3: Well, I think it's going to come down to the front seven, right? If they can get pressure on on Aaron Rodgers and force short to quick intermediate throws, just the way they did against Drew Brees tonight, they have a very good chance. Now, I'll say this about Jalen Ramsey and even Aaron Donald. You pay these guys a, an exorbitant amount of money. It's great to do it in the regular season, but they get paid this money, Gabe, to make game-changing plays to win a championship. You know, uh, the reason why LT was so dominant is because in big yeah. games, he made big plays. These defensive players that got paid $50 million, $100 million, I don't want to hear they got double teamed. I don't want to hear, well, they threw away from them. They're there to make game-changing plays. And Jalen Ramsey, shut your
0: mouth and just play. No, you're exactly right, Joe. And- Game-changing plays. Listen, people can be critical of Jared Goff. Jared Goff uh, laid his heart out on the line yesterday. Guy's got a broken thumb. They were moving the football. Cam Akers is a stud. And they were down by a touchdown. You know, the Packers would score, the Rams would respond. But the Rams' uh, the Rams defense just couldn't get the, the Packers off the field. And it's a team sport. I'm not blaming Jalen Ramsey for the game. But as Joe stated, you make a lot of money. Everybody's trash. You're the best. You talk smack all the time about everybody. So it's your teammates' fault that you got fooled by Adams going back and forth in motion, right? Oh, your teammates should have picked it up. It's just—and you talked about it, Joe— They had them in a second and 17, guys. It was the play. Rodgers was like he nearly got sacked in the end zone, and he threw a bullet. Boom. They pick up like 19 yards. That was on Jalen Ramsey. It's like, bro, we're second and 17. You can't let that happen, Jalen. And then it happened again in another critical one, uh, Joe. Second and eight. First down. Boom. You have the touchdown in the end zone. Boom. Like you said, I wouldn't be so critical of him if he didn't talk so damn much, Joe.
3: Right, he has no problem when he goes up against Golden Kate in terms of those types of situations, right? When you have the advantage, when you're the far superior player. And I understand the off-the-field issues with his sister and girlfriend. I get all that. But, but, but that's the point, is that, you know, when you're an elite lockdown corner a la primetime back in the day, he was there because he made game-changing interceptions. He changed the complexity of the game. And, you know, when your team needs to stop, and you're not at 100%, it's supposed to be up to him to get that stop, get that, you know, that three and out. Stop Adams. Don't let Adams beat you. And somehow, some way, Devontae Adams made big plays all afternoon. So we'll see. I I, I still buy into the defensive philosophy of Tampa Bay in this matchup. I understand it's Aaron Rodgers. I understand this offense seems to be hitting on all cylinders. But this offense for Tampa Bay has transformed themselves. They're utilizing – let's be honest. I mean, Godwin and Evans didn't even make a lot of plays today, and they still found a way to, to – right? Yep. And they won by 10
0: points. If they play – running out, backs. They're going to win. They're running backs contributing. Joe Lisi uh, with Grid. Uh, Joe Lisi. We'll take a quick uh, break. And listen, my deal with Jalen Ramsey, I don't like how he called Josh Allen trash before he threw that pass ever.
1: You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid! This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Stop.
0: Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer,
1: you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No.
0: <laughs> the Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Bridge. I am a Branson. We're kicking in with Joe Lisi. I miss uh, Joe. Normally we uh, throw it down every Sunday afternoon, but we've been riding this Buffalo Bills uh, way then I wore the same thing once again uh, Joe so I did I did I did a Twitter poll I said should I wear, wear a Bills jersey or should I wear the exact same thing as I wore during the Colts game and Bills fans overwhelmingly responded um, to the tune of about 70 percent that no no wear the same thing and I did um, so the Bills are one win away from a Super Bowl we're kicking it with Joe Lisi Tom Brady will now play in his 14th conference championship game In 19 seasons as a starter. He has more playoff wins than all but five NFL franchises. Think about that, Joe. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than all but five teams in the league. And, of course, he is now one win away from playing in his 10th Super Bowl. Joe, I don't know how you felt about it. And, you know, you're a longtime football fan. So, you know, Joe Montana has been known as the greatest quarterback ever. And he's not the only one, right? But people look to Joe Montana, the four championships, the calm under pressure, you know, the great drives and comebacks uh, over the years. But, you know, Joe Montana was a smaller dude. He had a bad back, and you talked about the the Giants making big plays in big games. Yeah, they murdered him, Joe, remember? (laughs) They killed Joe Montana, Um, you know. So, but the longevity of Tom Brady's career and what he's accomplished, Hell of a run. Like, man, I, you got to tip your cap to this guy. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think we're getting into the territory, Joe. Would it be crazy to say that he's the best NFL player of all time?
3: No, not at all. I mean, and, and I talked about it on, on In Game Live today with Scott Wetzel. You know, a lot's been said, oh, six-round draft pick and all this for Michigan. He was 21-5 and five as a starter in Ann Arbor, you know, when he split time with Joe yeah. Henson. You know, people don't realize that. They think, oh, he was this journeyman that just didn't play. You know, go back to his He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl. I know. He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl. He beat Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) I know. He beat Andrew Zauer. And that throw to Jeremy Tooman was a a, a dork. You know, so people that say, oh, you know, the scouts missed him. And that's on them. That's not on anybody that watched Michigan football. Because anybody that watched it with him and those type of playmakers around him, he was cool under pressure in college and, you know, split time with Drew Henson. That's why he didn't get the type of recognition. But I, I think he clearly is the best quarterback of modern, uh, of modern times, Gabe. And I, I never watched Johnny Unitas or Bart Starr back in the day live. We've seen tape on them. But, I yeah. mean, come on. I yeah. mean, The guy's just unbelievable. Makes those players around him so much better in terms of leadership and work ethic.
0: I mean, facts are facts, right? I mean, the fact is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had not won a playoff game since 2002, guys, right? And now they're one win away from the Super Bowl. You can't say that that you know Tom Brady isn't the the driving force uh, behind this right now. The guy's just such a competitor. He's just such a competitor, and he makes people around him better. You know, not because of his athleticism, because of his com- his compete uh, level right there's certain guys that you know they're so intense they're so they're dedicated so much to winning that you have to you have to try to match that if you're this guy's teammate and tampa never had discipline before now they've got their eyes on the prize and they're one win away uh, right now so joe as, as you stated and you and i think the same way um about backup quarterbacks and there's always an excuse when people come in well you didn't have time you didn't get reps you didn't you know this and that how about Chad Henny today? Got thrown into the fire. Their season's on the line. This isn't a regular season game, man. This is the playoffs. You're eliminated if you don't win the football game. Chad Henny didn't wake up this morning thinking that he was going to be on the field, but he got it done for them. That's pretty big there, uh, Joe. He earned his money as a backup.
3: Yeah, he did. And, you know, I missed the last quarter. I went out to dinner, but I listened to the game uh, in the car on the radio. And, you know, they were saying a 13-year veteran. You know, 13-year veteran that had game experience, started with my Miami Dolphins, started with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he's a player that understands the scheme, and that's what you want. Threw the interception in the end zone, didn't like that. Wish he would have, you know, made a better decision there, but he made enough plays. And on the flip side, Gabe, you know, look at Tyler Humphrey that came in for Lamar Jackson. You know, he had his team yep, yep. in striking distance to cut that lead to one touchdown. I mean, so don't tell me, all oh, these backup quarterbacks that are getting paid $2, $3, 5000000 million can't make plays because these, both of these players yesterday and today stepped up and made plays to put their teams in a position to win.
0: Joe Lisi, uh, kick it with us. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks. We're breaking it down. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates in the late night hours uh, as well. So, Joe, you talked about it. So, Tom Brady was uh, so Tom Brady was at Michigan, guys, and you're paying you're on, Joe. And people act as if, though, well, nobody knew Tom Brady was good and he got drafted in the sixth round. And as you stated, no, because they're dumbasses. And, you know, and think about it. So Tom Brady was there when they won the national championship, all right? He was the backup. He was a kid. And it was, uh, it was Brian Greasy was the starting quarterback. They won the national championship. They beat Ryan Leaf in the Rose Bowl um, that year. So think Ryan Leaf went, you know, before <laughs> before Tom Brady, uh, obviously. But as you mentioned, so look, so Greasy was there, and then Brady took over. And I had Tom Brady Sr. on my show a couple of years ago, and he's still bitter. He was like, yeah, what's Drew Henson up to now? Like, he's still bitter about it. Tom Brady was good, except Drew Henson, guys, at the time was one of the most heavily hyped quarterbacks. Think like Trevor Lawrence almost. Like, the hype was that big, Joe, right? Like, people were like, this yeah. Drew Henson guy is the greatest, he's gonna be the greatest college quarterback ever. He's a baseball player, football like, he's a stud. He's gonna, he's like the best quarterback ever. Like, people were saying that. This guy's gonna be like number one draft pick in the NFL, point blank, number one draft pick in the NFL. So, people at Michigan were not really, they were like, yeah, yeah, thanks for your service, Tom, but let's get Drew Henson in here now. And as you stated, Tom Brady's last game in college, Joe, he beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl as an MVP. He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl. Yep. So, it's like, you, you, you're not, yeah. you're, obviously, you're not a nobody if you're playing in the Orange Bowl on a 10-2 and two team and you beat Alabama, right? And think about it. So, Greasy got drafted before him. Chad Henney, another Michigan quarterback, got drafted before him. Um, you know, we could go on. It's amazing. All these quarterbacks just drafted before him, even like, oh, Drew Henson. Uh, well, Drew Henson, it was crazy, guys. Drew Henson got stupid, and he would have been like the number one pick in the NFL draft, but George Steinbrenner came at him, and uh, for whatever reason, he took the money and he went like un- he's sort of like Kyler Murray. But Drew Henson decided to play baseball for the Yankees, and he wasn't very good. And then he came back to play football, and he wasn't as good anymore. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a crazy story, the Drew Henson story, but all that stuff drives Tom Brady. Like, he's that much of a competitor that him and his father are still, like, like will get a laugh. Yeah, how's, Chad, you know, how's, uh, how's Drew Henson doing now? But that's what makes him who he is, Joe, right? Yeah, and that's what
3: makes him a quarterback. You know, we talk about leaders of the team, right? And you talk about two quarterbacks. Look at Trubisky and just look at Kirk Cousins. You know, these are young players that are aspiring to be like Tom Brady. And at at the end of his career, he has more drive and more determination to get better at his game than these younger players in the prime of their career. And that's why he's the best ever. You know, because at, here he is. Look, look at his counterpart today, Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees looked the, the age tonight, right? Tom Brady yeah, yeah. was throwing darts again. And that's the difference is that, you know, just when you think and you bet against Tom Brady, he shows and changes up or changes his work ethic to get back on course and to get back at an elite level. And, and that's the difference between Tom Brady and just every other quarterback. And, and players buy into that. You know, in the off season, when they weren't supposed to have practices, he called practices in Tampa Bay to get acclimated with the with the wide receivers. Who does that? You yeah. know, Tom Brady does that, but nobody else does that, and that's the difference.
0: No, he even violated city uh, city uh, city laws. <laughs> he didn't care. <laughs> You're right. He's like, right. "No, we're work we're working out right." And he just played dumb right. when the cops – oh, I, did, I didn't know the park was closed. Sorry. And what are they going to do? Is Tom Brady. But you're right. He wasn't supposed to – they weren't supposed to meet with other coaches. He did. He went and met with David Garrard and he played dumb about it. Oh, no, I was just saying hi to him. Yeah, football never came up, Joe, right? Right, but – Yeah, right. That's who he is. And that That's, you know, he's driven to win. And I said it earlier. It makes your – the teammates, you know, you you can't – you can't show up two minutes before practice when you know that Tom Brady's there an hour before practice, right? And then it becomes contagious. Then everybody else starts showing up early. And then, you know, you start to love what you do, and then you start to get the results. As far as Drew Brees is concerned, we got about two minutes for the break here, Joe. As far as Drew Brees, I couldn't help but feel bad and just think it's sad that Drew Brees, if this is it, he goes out like this without any fans. You know what I mean? An empty stadium? Yep. No fans, an empty stadium. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of anticlimactic. It's too bad. Now, you know, they'll bring him back, and he'll have, you know, he'll get his accolades. And we all know that Drew Brees had a lot of accolades. They stop every Monday Night Football game for him in the middle of the game every every week, it seems. (laughs) Right? But he's got a ton of accolades. But we'll get Joe's thoughts about this on the other side. But I was thinking about that, guys. Look, you know, just for the fans, man, in New Orleans. Like, really? They didn't get to say goodbye to him. Like, think about that. Like, this is how it ends in an empty Superdome losing to Tom Brady. And I got to tell you, Tom Brady and him raced after the game, but it was pretty, like, businesslike. Like, I would have figured that Brady would have said something more deep for him, but hey, more with Joe Lisi on the other side. So, make that a match when class continues.
1: You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports episode. Get on the grid. Yeehaw. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Go
0: on, you stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you. No, don't look
1: at me. Run. No, don't come
0: over here. Uh, oh, boy. I feel like Crunky the Clown. Uh, uh. Well, you know what? Uh, this is one of these weekends. I am Gabe Maranci. We're kicking it with Joe Lisi right now. Sirius XM 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates as well. It's one of these weekends that, you know, my fandom sort of took center stage very enjoyable game last night listen it wasn't pretty I wish there would have been more points (laughs) Uh, but just as a Buffalo Bill fan I mean we haven't been uh, we haven't been this uh, far since uh, the 90s guys since 1993 so it's been a long time for the Buffalo Bills happy for their fan base as well and you look at these fans uh, that are left here Joe you'd be hard pressed you'd be hard pressed to find like more diehard fans like you know, like each city. Come on, Green Bay. I mean, the fans own the damn team, guys. The Green Bay Packers are Green Bay. Like I don't think that is there a town of Green Bay without the Packers. Like they they are. You know what I mean? Like they are. You know, that they are the town. People love the team like as much as they possibly can. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are amongst the biggest nut jobs, diehard, most passionate, loyal fan bases in the National Football League. Bills Mafia speaks for itself. Even though the Bills haven't been successful, Bills fans, you know, love their team to death and uh, are as passionate as they can be about them. I'd say that the least, the, you know, the only one, the Bucks don't have a rabid fan base. Let's just be real. They're, you know, now, you know, it's trendy with Brady and stuff, but last couple of years, they, you know, the stadium was half empty. So you know, I'd say only the Bucks don't have that rabid sort of passion. Like, just, you know, people live and sleep and die for their team daily, 365.
3: No, and and I'll tell you this about the Bucs because I go to Tampa a lot. You know, there's a lot of New Yorkers down in Tampa. It's almost like, you know, when you walk around New York City and, and we talked about a million fans donning New York Yankee hats and maybe only a third of them are really fans. Same thing in Tampa. They, it's like the trendy thing to do. It's like be a Lightning fan, be, be a, you know, a Devil Ray fan. The same thing. Same thing with the Rays. You know, they, it's the trendy thing that Tom Brady's in town. So a lot of New New yeah, Yorkers yeah. that migrate down to Tampa will, you know, want to wear the hats.
0: It's a good point. And, you know, it's true, guys. If you look at, like, Tampa's teams and sports fans, the base, you'll notice, like, if they're not good, they, people don't go. Right? It's the, If the team is good, they'll sort of – and even the Rays. The Rays are good, and they don't go to the Rays games. The Lightning are the defending champions – and you know lightning are a very good organization but even the lightning it's a battle for them like even though they're good they still have like great deals and promos you know what i mean like get six free beers with you know purchase of six tickets and like they have like a lot of no they really do they used to have like open bar night but the nhl shut it down joe they had like a thing and it was pretty joe it was like it was like 35 bucks or something only you sat in the upper deck and it was all the beer you could drink and I think they were like, no, no, right. no, no, no. It's, it's not a good look. You can't be telling people that. Like, right? It was Florida. They're trying to get people in. <laughs> they're trying they're trying to get people in. So, yeah, what, what do you think about that? And I'm being told right now, I see uh, people are in our chat saying, because I said after the game, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, it was pretty quick. You know what I mean? It was a little hug. Right. Brees said, uh, Brady said something to him, but wasn't, like, very deep. I was like, wow, it's kind of, you know. Breeze's last game. I'm surprised right. Brady wasn't a little deeper with him. But I'm being told they were on the field together after in street clothes with their kids and stuff. Uh that Breeze's kids were there and Brady was hanging out with Breeze and they did, they did hang out after the game. Because like I said, you know, I know Brady's a competitor, but I get it. It is what it is. But like I said, Joe, it's a real shame, isn't it, that if that, that's the last we see of Drew Breeze, that Saint fans didn't get a proper, he didn't get a proper walk-off.
3: No, he didn't. And, you know, they, it, he should come back. I mean, they should honor him somehow, some way. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe at the start of the regular season next year, you know, he suits up and they, if the Superdome is filled, they, he, you know, takes a snap and, and that's it or something. They, you know, do something to honor one of the best yeah, quarterbacks in Saints history. So,
0: right? Do something for the guy. Yeah. I love, I love what Alabama did with the center. The kid, yep. because, you know, it's funny, he was hurt. I remember I saw him in uh, in, in uniform. I was like, that's pretty cool. Right. The kid wants to be in uniform, wants to be part of it, even though he's not going to play, right? And, man, the kid couldn't right. walk, man. I got goosebumps, man. He, the kid couldn't walk, and there he is. He puts his helmet on, and he was the freaking center, man, when they won the national championship in victory formation. He took the last snaps. Yep. That's, like, that's the type yeah. of stuff that people don't realize about Sabin, right, that Sabin gets it. Saban gets it, and, you know, it's crazy, like, for Bama, as good as they are. They're good kids, Joe, aren't they? Like, they're not – they don't talk smack. They're not like Jalen Ramsey. Like, they're all humble, yes-sir, no-sir kids on that team.
3: Yeah, they don't – I mean, if they smack talk, they back it up, right? And Landon Dickerson was the emotional leader in of that offensive line. So, you know, he was a little animated, you know, at times, but he backed it up with his play. And you saw the picture with him and Tough Borland at the coin toss. I mean, it was like, again, the Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram photo. He's just a mammoth type of center. So he'll have a career in the NFL, but a great job by Saban. And, you know, when, you, when I interviewed a lot of Alabama players, because obviously Saban was with the Dolphins, I just thought he was like business as usual. Uh, his players love him. You know, Mar- Marcus Spears, Talk so highly of Nick Saban when he was at LSU that he said to Marcus Spears that the only way you're going to make money is if you move to defensive end. He goes, you're not going to make money as a tight end. Trust me, make the move. And Marcus Spears said he owes his whole career to, to Nick Saban for that.
0: <coughs> Joe Lisi kicking with us. So Joe, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I was going over some of their stats uh, earlier and it, it's not pretty. And remember, you and I were on the air together, actually, for that Bills and Jets game earlier in the year when the Bills became the um, they became the first team in modern NFL history to win a football game without scoring a touchdown and without punting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't punt once, and they didn't score a touchdown right. once. They kicked six field goals, and they won. So the Bills uh, yesterday became the first team in NFL history um, to do a couple of things. Uh, they were outgained. So the Bills, uh, the first team um, in NFL history to get out, uh, gained on the ground by 120 yards. The Ravens rushed for a buck 50. The Bills had 32. But listen to this the Ravens had more passing yards than the Bills. The Ravens outpossessed the Bills. The Ravens had more first down than the Bills. The Ravens had more third down conversions uh, than the Bills. But I'll tell you what, the Bills still won that football game by 14 points. They're just finding a way. To win football games, survive in advance. How do you think they match up against KC? And similar to the Tampa Green Bay game, this is a rematch. Uh, Tampa beat up Green yep. Bay earlier in the year, and remember that game? Remember the game, Joe? It was like uh, Aaron Rodgers looked good early. I think they had a ten nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers did like the dance in the end zone, and then it all fell yep. apart after that. And they got their ass headed to them. And then of course, K- Buffalo played Kansas City in that like COVID week full of games. So uh, what do you make of the rematch here with Buffalo
3: and KC? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was where the spread was five and a half. It was on a Monday night at 5 o'clock to kickoff, right? It was a double Monday night header where they they played in a cold, rainy Buffalo, right? And they had the ball with a chance to to tie it up and and didn't win that matchup. They played it well against KC, but such a short number with KC and the fact that KC hasn't covered now in eight straight weeks. I would lay it, but again, I might. I, I'm going to hold that. Say early, lean to Kansas City uh, with the with its saying of later in the week. I might change my mind, but I'm going to. I'm going to say early. I'll go as long as Mahomes plays. Uh, I'll lean to Kansas City early, but don't love the game though, Gabe, because it could go either way.
0: It's a short number right now, three points, as you mentioned. But guys, it is crazy, isn't it? We talked about it all week. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs hadn't won a football game by more than six points since November the first, when they beat the New York Jets, and we can say it all week. Once again, they end up winning by five, and now finally the odds makers are on to it, huh? They only lay, they only the, the Bills are getting a lot of respect here. I don't understand this though, Joe. You know, I guess the the look at like the Bills, the Bills were only one and a half point favorites for like a, a couple of days last week against Baltimore. So they were saying mm-hmm. that if they played on a neutral field, that Baltimore would is the better team. Now the point spread is three, so they're almost telling us that if it was on a neutral field, the game would be a pick'em. It's weird. Like So Buffalo didn't get respect last week against Baltimore. Now this week, suddenly they're getting a ton of respect. But if we get official word that, yeah, Mahomes is good to go, do you think the number goes up? Probably does to three and a half, maybe four. Yeah,
3: I think it might inch up to four for that matter. But, again, it's just going to – you know, I think Buffalo matches up very well against Kansas City. I really do. From a defensive aspect, I think Trey White, Josh Norman playing well, they can contain or at least force Mahomes to work down the field. You know, and that was the biggest thing that, you know, early on is that Cleveland was abused early, you know, by Nicole Hardeman Hill in terms of the reverses. That's the strength of Buffalo. They can run sideline to sideline you know, uh, from a defensive perspective. So I would say they match up well. The question is going to be, can they run the football effectively to take the pressure off of Josh Allen? And that means Josh Allen, you know, tucking in and running as well. Can they do that against the Kansas City defense? That's where I have concerns, so that's why I would lean to Kansas City early. But again, I'm going to break it down a little bit deeper as the week progresses.
0: Joe Lisi go for the two kicking it with us for a couple of more moments. So uh, the Chargers the Chargers um, hire a new coach and uh, the coach is not going to have to move houses. He's not going to you know, he's going from the Rams to the Chargers as the Chargers have uh, hired Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley as their new head coach 38 uh, the 38 year old they're saying was their top choice. Ian is saying that that's that's who they wanted all along uh, you know if you look at the if you look at they got Justin Herbert and he did have a great I mean the kid can throw it around for sure so I guess they didn't really need an offensive coach so to speak right I mean Herbert's gonna be able to they're gonna you know, their, their offense has always been good over the years no matter what but what do what you make of as higher uh, Joe do you like it
3: not really. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I mean, I was hoping nah. and I understand why the enemy, I, I understand why the enemy, you know, hasn't been taken yet because they're not out of the playoffs. But still, I mean, the enemy played there for San Diego. You, you want a guy and a coach that could coach up Justin Herbert for the next five to 10 years. Right. I mean, another defensive coach. Eh. Number one, I didn't think, I know statistically LA had a great defense, but when it came to to really stopping Aaron Rodgers, did they dominate yesterday? No. And secondly, I think it's like Dan Quinn 2.0, right? It seems like Dan Quinn, and I understand Dan Quinn took the the Falcons to the Super Bowl, but let's be honest, come on. In the end, he wasn't an elite head coach. I think it's the same fit.
0: And let's be real, too, you're the defensive coordinator of a team with what? With Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Michael Brockers, and, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like really, how much Leonard coordinating? Boyd. Yeah, let Yeah. fly. how much coordinating are you really doing, or is it talent? I don't know. It seems it's underwhelming to me as well. And, and you can never judge these, these coaching hires until you see their records, right? I mean, their name. Right. But it's a little bit surprising. I'm amazed, man. So Brian don't no one's hiring the enemy. I don't know. Unless what, Philadelphia? How many jobs are there left, even? Joe Lisi, great stuff, but Joe, thanks a lot for stepping up with us tonight. Anytime,
3: Gabe, love your show.
1: honest we should come with a warning label caution 24-hour sports talk may cause mild addiction get on the grid this is sports grid radio on sirius xm
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
0: Court Press. we're breaking it down thanks to Joe Lisi uh, for joining us uh, so we we're talking about uh, the NFL coaching uh, situation so the defensive coordinator of the Rams is hired as the new head coach of the Chargers so he stays in city I said earlier you don't even have to move houses so he stays in uh, in city somewhat of a surprise hire yet the Chargers always just sort of find a way to underwhelm don't they that you know they just they, they've always just found a way and you know the Spanos family's talking about how they got their guy and this is the guy that they wanted all along and it's like yeah whatever is this is this the guy you want all along because you got him on the cheap you know what I mean like I don't know and I, it doesn't mean listen it doesn't mean that you hire Urban Meyer and you're off you know you're going to be successful either I'm just stating that it seems strange to me like if you look to me, the number one coaching candidate, to me, should be the Buffalo Bill offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. Like, he should be the number one. Now, you look at Eric Bieniemy, and something's up with Bieniemy, guys, all right? And this is going to get ugly right now, and it's already, people are mad, all right? People are getting upset right now, and Eric Bieniemy is not, you know, it doesn't look like Eric Biennemi is going to get a job again. He's not going to get hired anywhere. And considering that he is interviewed with the Falcons. So the Falcons hired what? Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Titans. Like, you know, like these teams, like, what are the Titans have done? What are the Titans done to make you say that offense? Say, yeah, you know what? We have to hire the head coach of that team. We have to hire that guy. Like, what really? So, you know what I mean? So the interview with the Falcons, the Lions, the Jets, the Chargers and the Jags. So, the Falcons hired Arthur Smith. The Jets hired the, the San Francisco coordinator, Salah. The Chargers just hired the Rams defensive coordinator, Staley. The Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. I mean, the positions are running out, and the enemy has you know, musical chairs, and it looks like he's gonna be without a chair again, and I'm not sure about Dable. Bring it.